0: All the cave bitches are always coming over to get beat by your club, right? It's June 23rd,
1: 2021. This is Rare Encounter, encounter number 50. And hi, it's the podcasting boy of your dreams. I'm Mabel Kirby.
0: And making love with his own ego,
1: I'm Cold Acid. Woo! 5-0! woo 5-0, 5-0, and right off the top, I got a crack. Get that one out of the way. <gasps> and here we go. Nice I, crack. I got, well, thank you, I've been working on it all day. It's, uh, Ba-dum-tch. I've got a Macintosh unfiltered cider. It's called Original Sin. Oh, you got a cider. I actually got a cider, got a cider this time. I've been threatening that for nice. a while.
0: Uh, I don't have a cider.
1: <clears throat> Oops.
0: That did not work right.
1: Ah! Podcast well, it down. Opener.
0: There we go. <laughs> Woo! I got me a jaritos again. Jaritos. I wasn't able to get out to the out to the beer store and get me my cider. So <laughs> Whatever. I got myself a uh Mandarin Jaritos.
1: Mandarin Jaritos. Whenever you say Jaritos, I always think of that um that song Caracalito. Where, uh, it was a, it was like an MMD joke, uh, like a, like a shitpost meme back in the day where they had the, it was like a Mexican, like a really bad, um, pretty insensitive kind of, uh, culturally music video. And they had all the Vocaloid characters singing, Carcalito, woohoo, who's the boy I wanna be amigo? You know, it was that kind of shit. (laughs) do you remember that at all it was wild no i i never (laughs) saw i never saw this it was you know and and it's uh you know the vocaloid characters and also uh like uh you know other anime characters would show up like stalking through the desert with no rest no mañana you know it's like this really bad music video but it was just absolutely insane with all the props in it like they had the when the chorus came around, the the Eiffel Tower pops out of the desert and everyone's dancing. It's a, it's a pretty wild sight. Are you sure it's the site. Eiffel
0: Tower? It could be the Tokyo Tower. They're nearly identical. Oh, it
1: was... I think it was pretty specifically the Eiffel Tower. It wasn't orange. And it, and it was full of... And it of, was filled with French people? It was full of everything. They had every damn prop you could download off from every free site. You know, every single um, mesh that you could get off the internet, they put in this music video. It was wild. Okay,
0: so I am making a note to look <laughs> for this after the show.
1: Yeah, it was the Carlito uh, music video. It was great. It was great, great time, gringo. Oh! Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. I have been into this original sin. Uh, and by original sin, I mean the cider. The, uh, it's a little apple-flavored cider. It's hard. It's a little harder than we used to, 6.0. And I might have had a few before the show. Ah,
0: oh, well, that would explain uh, that would explain your
1: earlier screw-up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that was off the show, so no one needs to know about that. But what about you? you Tell sure? me... Well, I'm pretty sure about that one. No one needs to know about anything I do, Rug. <laughs> What's, uh... So, you had some excitement over the weekend. Did I? Well, was it the weekend or was it Friday? Didn't you have a, um, a uh, meet
0: yeah, that was on Friday.
1: Yeah, it was on yeah, Friday. Yeah, there was actually a whole
0: bunch of us. Yeah. Yeah, so tell me, tell me the story. Carblains was there, and Sir Rick was there. He was actually hosting. He's the one who puts together these meetups in Peterborough, Ontario. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we had a great time, got kicked out of the restaurant, and Woo-hoo! went drinking in the park.
1: As everyone does in the Kawarthas, I hear.
0: Oh well, yeah, if you're in the if you're in the Kwarthas, you drink you drink wherever you can see wherever you can see water. And there's a lot of water up there, so there's a lot of drinking.
1: Yeah, and you get those Kawartha Shojos out there? Oh. <laughs> so what, what 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 is a Kawartha, anyway? What is what are the Is that what's that? Like a little bear that lives in the trees? What's a Kawartha?
0: I have I don't know what Kawartha <laughs> actually means, but it's the name that's given to this whole string of lakes in uh in central Ontario.
1: Oh, okay. So it's just yeah. what they call them. Okay, cool.
0: Yeah, that's just what they call
1: them. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking at the picture. They kind of look like the lakes and, you know, uh, I was gonna say in, like upstate New York, but yeah, okay. It's basically the same geography, right? Yeah, yeah looks, pretty much. Yeah. It's, okay, I understand. Oh, there's a bunch of those. There's the A, B, the B Coartha, the C Coartha, the D Coartha. They have names, you know. Well, I'm looking at the map. The map has A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, H, A, J, K. At, you're looking Elemental at the Wikipedia PQR.
0: picture where somebody stuck letters on them and then didn't bother to properly, like, actually label things out afterwards.
1: There's also the one and two. I see one and two. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that's Wikipedia for you. Labeling. Sir, Matt
0: says, maps don't lie. He also says, my maps. <laughs> and I'm telling, I'm telling you, maps don't lie. But the idiots on Wikipedia sure do.
1: <laughs> yeah, thanks for uh, Matt for popping in for the pre-show. Uh, if you didn't catch the pre-show, well, that's on you. You've got to tune in live to hear it. It's on. Uh, we usually start about six p.m. Eastern, but I started a little earlier today. But they'll, uh, you can always find us at RareEncounter.net. You can hop in the uh, the chat room, the IRC chat room, RareEncounter at um, uh, zeronode.net. And you can troll us and yak at us, and maybe if you say something really funny, I might even read it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and even if you don't say something funny, I might still read it anyway.
1: <laughs> and he'll read it to me too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty interesting conversation the two of you were having on uh the pre stream.
1: Oh yeah, the flat earth stuff and life and vacations and games. All kinds of all kinds mm-hmm. of cool notes we hit.
0: Yeah. No. Eventually, we're gonna have to have him back on the show. But next week, we've got Darren O'Neill. Indeed, this is gonna be in fun. In the meantime, we, yeah. well, in you in know, in Dar- we've also got breaking news. Oh, okay, yeah, breaking news. What's new? Beaver what? stole a flagpole <laughs> and ran off with it oh, in
1: no. Saskatoon. In Saskatoon, no, the Saskatoon yeah. flag. There's CTF We beavers. all thought
0: the beaver. What? Yeah. <laughs> We all thought the beaver was uh, showing some Canadian pride. No, she was just looking for a snack. What an insult to our flag! Uh,
1: beaver in Saskatoon. There it is, running down the road. That is. Yep. A, that is a beaver stealing a flag. Oh man! You know, if if
0: Darren yeah, O'Neill, when, when I saw this getting getting shared this morning, I was like. Well, yeah, I am definitely going to have to put that on our show today, because I got to bring that CanCon, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, so we have to be, uh, what is it, the uh, Canadian Broadcast Corporation? We have to be uh viable. No, no like
0: CRTC. The CRTC. Canada Radio Television Committee Council, some, some one of those bullshit words <laughs> that means true. a bunch of bureaucrats.
1: Yeah. Jeez. So this, by the way, I see the the uh, title, so we have uh, the place name is Saskatoon, and apparently the channel it's hosted on is called Mike's Videos of Beavers on YouTube. Yep. <laughs> Man, Mike's got a channel going down. Nice, beaver. <laughs> so we, we, I need to caution us here, because I found out I was listening to Grumpy Old Ben's, and uh, like I do sometimes, not all the time, you know, uh, every once in a while I might listen to a little bit of the show... But uh, I heard Darren O'Neill mention that he likes to listen to Rare Encounter in a very particular situation. Do you know what that situation is?
0: When he's making love to his wife.
1: Yes, or when he's falling asleep. And so. Well,
0: that just means we need to play more sound <laughs> effects while we're doing the show.
1: There we go. <laughs> and so, what I want to caution us is if we have some bad content on this show, like if we do something really gross on here, then Darren O'Neill might get a bad dream. And I don't, I like the guy. I don't want that to happen to him. So I think that for this episode, we should be very cautious and very sensitive, you know, to Darren O'Neill's dreams. We don't want to mess them up. We don't want to have, you know, he's going to wake up with some weird ideas in his head, you know, if we're not careful. And I take this responsibility very seriously. I don't know about you, but I do.
0: Hold on a second. Are you saying that it's weird to dream about beaver?
1: Well, uh, I don't know. Maybe Canadian beaver. Hey,
0: Canadian beavers, some of the best beaver around.
1: <laughs> Yay! Uh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there. And then uh, Darren O'Neill is going to wake up in the morning and wow, you know, I'm really hungry for maple leaves. I don't know why. Maple wood. Maple wood. <laughs> beavers don't eat leaves. Uh, I was thinking about the flag there. This beaver eat, likes the flag. This beaver... This beaver likes the pole. <laughs> The beaver does like the and pole. who
0: doesn't like a beaver that likes pole?
1: <laughs> Yay! Oh uh, boy.
0: So wow, I'm just I'm just knocking it out of the park with like. Uh, see if we can these have un- t- double entendres. Aren't we're I? gonna
1: go? Okay, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go for full on sex dream. That's what we're gonna do. It's gonna be psychotic. <laughs> it's gonna have all these. <laughs> it's gonna be s- these terrible psychosexual ideas that are about to be explored on rare encounter and also in Darren O'Neill's head.
0: So, uh, you know what? Now, children, look I'm away. I'm feeling bad for Kim. Now, I'm feeling bad for Darren's wife. <laughs> She's gonna be like, "What? Where did you get into these weird kinks?"
1: <laughs> Why do you want, you want to do white with syrup? <laughs> 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 oh dear. It's called hentai, <laughs> and it's art. Oh, you don't need a poll. Did you see the poll we put out? Uh, I put out after last episode.
0: You did put out a poll, didn't you?
1: Yeah, of, of my own non-Canadian
0: poll. Tell me about it, because um,
1: I forgot about your poll. It's been a while. Oh, I, I just posted um a little throwaway bit where I said, hey, what what should we talk about on the next Rare Encounter? And I put a couple options. The only one everyone really selected was, just talk about hentai for an hour. Hey, <laughs> right. uh, people know, know where it's at, man. Yeah, I guess they do. I don't know. I don't think we can do that. And so... You know, what I like to do is I like to poll the audience, and then when I find out what they want, I just make sure I don't give it to them. That's my plan. It's,
0: it's You're an so evil, hard. evil man. I love it.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of uh, people not getting things, we had a, uh, another uh, Baltimore little local news bit. Apparently, we were in the running to get a maglev line, like, a, you know, the Japanese high-speed rail line where the, the train doesn't really run on tracks. So it floats above the line with magnetic fields. That kind of thing, and they uh, they wanted to spend ten billion dollars on running a high speed rail between Baltimore and DC, all thirty miles of it, and uh, you know it's I think it's about a thirty minute drive without traffic. Well, there's always traffic. It's more like an hour. Thirty
0: miles for a maglev train. You're going to spend half the time getting up to speed and the other half slowing down so you don't
1: go plowing past the end of the track. All good relativistic travel uses half of the distance to accelerate and the other half to decelerate. I'm just saying you should read tau zero uh, but 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 the ticket the ticket for uh, going from Baltimore to d c uh they said that it would be sixty dollars to get on the train, like dog, you could take an Uber. I and mean, it sucks. It costs a lot, but it's not that much. Not all the time anyway.
0: Yeah, this like, sound this sounds like this sounds like one of those things where somebody's coming up with a great idea to get themselves a lot of money through the back channel.
1: Yeah. And so our this mayor that I do like, we you know, funky student. Is he, we insensitively call him uh but no, Mayor Scott uh says no. He says I'm not going to recommend this bullshit. We're going to do our own shit. And here we've got problems and I'm not spending I don't want anyone to spend 10 billion dollars on a maglev train that we don't need when we have this city is like people are getting shot in the uh, the cool districts where you're not supposed to get shot. You know, and and so you know, good on him for that. Yeah.
0: Unfor- better better to spend the money where it's needed instead of on like some sort of gigapork.
1: Uh, all of, the, unfortunately, all of the other city council and the the former mayors, including the former mayors who were tried and convicted of corruption crimes, they all say ten billion. This sounds like a great idea. Why are we doing it? It's it's just because they're so, the one. So of course, so they're ridiculous. saying that
0: because they're the ones expecting a payout for it. Yeah. Now I could understand building a maglev train from like Portland, Maine, down to Miami. That passes through (laughs) Washington and Baltimore. Yeah. But a 30-mile stretch, I mean, you could do that with fucking trolley cars. Give me a fucking break, Maglev.
1: Fuck that. Well, the funny thing is, I I don't know if they made it that far before, but we used to have public transit that went from basically Maine and northern New England down, and they didn't quite make it to D.C. as far as I know, but there's probably some way you could get there but it was a trolley line that went down to uh, New York City. And we've talked about that before. It was the old trolley, uh, New England trolley system. Yeah. Back in the 1910s trolley and Trolley system
0: here in, uh, in southern Ontario, you used to be able to go from like Guelph to Hamilton or in Hamilton to Toronto and Toronto up to Newmarket, pretty much. Could you
1: drive a... It was
0: like a whole... There's like all these different like, population centers would have radials out to all the villages and over to the next big city. And, yeah, you could just, like, going from one line to another, go through pretty much uh, the entire Golden Horseshoe and environs through uh, through to all the cars, like, back in the 20s and 30s.
1: So I'm looking up Golden Horseshoe. I've never heard that term before. That's Okay, so
0: Golden Horseshoe, that's the term that's given for the part of Lake Ontario from, like, Niagara on the lake, wrapped around to
1: about Oshawa. Oh, I okay, I know what you mean.
0: Yeah, they called the Golden Horseshoe, I guess because all the money that uh, goes in and out of the area.
1: hmm all that all those dollar I bills. No,
0: I have no idea i'm just I'm just assuming that, pulling it right out of my ass.
1: All those dollar bills that go over the falls, I suppose. Well, you know the, <laughs> yeah, the, the Erie Canal is a big deal, and so you're probably not that far off. The Erie Canal yeah. brought a lot of uh, brought a lot of um, money out to those, uh, you know, the West in general.
0: Yeah, until until uh, until we built a canal out of uh, out of the St. Lawrence River, and mm. then Erie just dried right up because yeah. everybody wanted to take their ships along St. Lawrence since that's much bigger. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, I was looking at a map today, like as I do. And I mentioned before, I can't remember if I said it on the show, but I said it to you, uh, I was driving back and forth to New Hampshire a couple times lately, and I went and looked at the distances, and it's actually closer for me to drive up to you than it is for me to drive to Canada. It's actually a shorter trip, and uh, its I, it, I didn't it's realize how closer It's faster close we to were.
0: drive to me than it is to drive to Canada.
1: <laughs> you might want to rephrase that. Well, it was faster to drive to you than it is to drive to New Hampshire, I should say. Yeah, that sounds better. Mm. Correct myself here. But it was, uh, it's not by much. It's by like 30 minutes or something, but it's, wow, well, wait a minute, I didn't realize we were that close. Maybe someday when they don't shoot me down at the border for trying to drive up there, maybe I'll come up. I'll come up to a yeah, meet-up one time. You can come up for a meet-up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'd be fun.
0: Yeah, take a, fri- take a Friday off, start driving at like 7 a.m., and, and before you know it, it's, it's 7 p.m., and we're all getting drunk in Peterborough. Woo!
1: Yeah, that'd be fun.
0: So what else? So you were mentioning that Maglev, and that reminded me of something else. We've broken ground on a subway extension in Toronto. Woo! Of three stops, replacing a light, well, medium rail, I would suppose. I wouldn't exactly call it light rail, but replacing this uh, above ground rail la- line that went from the end of the main east-west subway in Toronto to the Scarborough Town Center. And originally, it was just going to be one stop at the Scarborough Town Center. So now we're getting three stops for this, mm-hmm. which is an improvement. But the best thing would have been to uh, probably expand the existing line and build it out to somewhere where they could actually have more cars for it. Because it was its problem was there's not enough there's not enough cars for the line. And there's nowhere to store it at its one facility.
1: Mm-hmm. Do they? So, when you do a, uh an extension, do they just keep the same name of the line that they're extending, or did they give it a whole new like a? I don't know how they're labeled. Are they colored? Or no, it's gonna,
0: it's gonna say. We used to call them by by name, and now they're officially by number. But everybody still gives them the same names.
1: Yeah, like the what was the five hundred eight or what? No, like. Well, that was the... That was the the...
0: the Bloor Danforth line, that's the main east-west one, and it's line two, I think. Okay. And then there's the Young University Spadina line, which is line one, and it's really... Like, it goes in a U. It comes down the main drag of Toronto, Young Street. Okay. It turns, goes into Union Station, Toronto Union Station, then comes up... At, another street along oh, wow. university Avenue. And then when it gets up to the university itself, it zigs, a, it zigs some underground, makes a turn and then makes another turn, goes up, goes up Spadina Avenue for a bit. And then like just goes and does its own thing from there.
1: I'm looking at this rail yard right in the middle of, uh, well, I guess it's way North of Toronto. Wait a minute. Where'd I get it? I got a, I got a little bit up North there some serious rail lines around here yeah i'm up uh what is it the cn mcmillan yard is what i'm looking at which is for, further north it's not where not what i was meaning to look yeah at. in but that in is Vaughan. huge
0: that's in Vaughn yeah it's a it's a giant yard yeah and there's a bit there's a big canadian pacific yard in like the middle of scarborough as well
1: oh that's where those trains that uh blast fletcher when they roll by they <laughs> they crop must be fletcher. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, so we have airplanes when they fly over and they uh, they they uh, squirt out mist at you to control your mind. That's the uh, that's the chemtrails. What do the trains do? Chemtrails. What do the trains put out? I mean, because we got these train lines, right? And we've got we can just put a foamer car dust. No, what was it? They put out foamer dust.
0: Foamer dust. <laughs> yeah, and then when and then when the trains go by.
1: <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> that horn.
0: Yeah, what? What? You think what? these people are that crazy? Just naturally? <laughs> no, they've been sniffing no, something. No, man, the trains are spreading drugs. It's it's like cats and toxoplasmosis,
1: right? <laughs> oh, jeez. Wow, that's a poll. <laughs> yeah, where you, it turns you into a zombie, so that the rats, right. the uh, let's see, it turns the rats and the zombies so the cats can eat them, so they can spread.
0: Yeah, rats. and it turns humans into idiots so that they'll give cats all the attention and toys and food they want. Mmm, yeah. And so Foamer Dust is like that, but for trains.
1: <laughs> Foamer <or> Dust. <laughs> oh, man, new drug on the street. News at 11. <laughs> Foamer <or> Dust. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: and there's more breaking news, too. Oh, what do we got? We lost a great man today.
1: Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Hit me All with right, it. Yes. Hit me with it.
0: Good night, sweet prince. John McAfee has been suicided.
1: Yep. Seems that way. In a Mexican prison. Yep. It was Mexican, right? Mexican prison? No, Spanish. Spanish. As in, like, continental Spain. Continental Spain. Why do you think he was in South America? I don't know. Uh, I guess he's been being shuttled around for... They've been trying to get him into the U.S. for... uh, they Tax evasion for a long time, I think, is what they wanted him for. Yep. He actually made it to Spain. Now... Hmm.
0: They stopped him in Spain. He, they like impounded his boat and and threw him in jail. He's he's been in jail since I think it was September or October of last year.
1: Yeah, I I vaguely knew of this story. I wasn't really following it, but I kind of knew there was something going on with him.
0: It just broke like this afternoon. I I finished up a work call and I took a I took a look. I saw somebody saying like. Posting, like, some memes and R.I.P. and, like, oh, yeah. fuck, this can't be real. I go to check the news. Yep. R.I.P. John McAfee. Yeah,
1: I saw it. Uh, a and boop- he
0: said, back in, back October 15, 2020, on Twitter, and I quote, I am content in here. I have friends. The food is good. All is well. Know that if I hang myself, a la Epstein, it will no, be no fault of mine. End quote
1: and yeah, it's kind of sad. I mean, he was such yeah. a he was such a character and we had the Nick the Rat interview too and uh is what I keep going back Which to. Which could have
0: been one of his last interviews yeah. even.
1: So I I heard the news from Illuminadia. She was uh saying something on uh, no agenda social about it. That's where I saw it first. It was uh just very recently just right before we were getting ready for the show. I saw somebody blaming Nick. Blaming Nick. Yeah. Uh-oh. You know, first he's leaving the stream on When he should have had it off. You know, he's leaving the stream on overnight. And he's suiciding people. He's
0: also been eating people's grains.
1: Yeah? I was seeing that, too. Yeah?
0: Eating people's hard-farmed grains. What a dick move, Nick. Yeah.
1: And so Nick the Rat runs his uh, podcast, which he does every Wednesday after our show. He starts up... uh, When is it about? It's about 10 p.m. Eastern. I'm always screwed up because I used to listen to his show, and it started at... um, I think it started at nine but i was in a different time zone so is it 10 or 11 eastern i think it's, i think 11 i think it's 11 eastern yeah and uh he does a show on uh the dark sewer network a great podcast you can listen to it um and i don't know what he's up to anymore he's he used to uh i used to have a way to find out what his topic was before his show came on and now i don't have that anymore so all i can say is listen to nick the rat he's a good, a good podcast and you can call him at 917-719-5923 Mm-hmm. Let's see. What do we got for podcast? You know what?
0: Oh, you know what? It might not actually be Nick. It might actually be like Diane in disguise, or the scientists. Mm. It might have been them eating the grain. Eating the
1: grain. Don't eat the grain. What? That's the grain. What? That now the grain's gone. <laughs> we had uh, Hog Story had their episode uh, one ninety four. Dialed trust. Which uh, just came out. I, I listened to the first, I don't know, maybe hour or something earlier today. I usually listen to them on uh, Wednesdays and Thursdays. I kind of listen to half on Wednesday, half on Thursday. Uh, pretty good. Always a fun show. Pretty good. Talk story is always a fun show. And, and when they do their interview shows. Depending on the guest, it could be a riot or, or it could be pretty good. Even if, uh, you know, they they always have a good product out there.
0: Well, oh, I'm, I'm next week's guest.
1: Uh, so, okay. Well, we can just tune that one out. Hey, nah, come on! I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm you
0: kidding. can't tune that one out. It's Canada Day.
1: <laughs> oh God, you have a day too. Of next, course we do. Next thing you're going to want your own schools. <laughs> um, okay, look forward to that hog story. And and uh, so you're on the next upcoming show or next week? Next week. Next week. You're coming I up next. Don't
0: week. remember. I don't know or remember who's supposed to be tomorrow's guest. Yeah. Then we have. Uh, I'm, I'm sure Carolyn will say so in the channel anytime now. Uh, Dame Jennifer. Dame seems... Jennifer is their guest tomorrow.
1: Wait a minute. Dame Jennifer is going to be in hug series. Dame Street. Jennifer. This is one to listen to. Oh, my God. Absolutely. This is great. Um, we also had uh, Grumpy Old Ben's episode 170, Dream Ads. Dame Jennifer, not Jame Jennifer. <laughs> there we go uh grumpy old ben's head yeah, episode overheat
0: overheating satellite dishes yeah like what the fuck
1: yeah well i wasn't a... even aware that satellite dishes could overheat it's not the dish it's the uh it's the electronics it's just like if you left your laptop out and or your phone out you know in the sun and it, it says oh, i can't charge it's too hot like if that that's ever happened to you it's the same thing
0: but so um, they didn't allow nearly enough ventilation for the unit then
1: yeah, and so ventilation for SATCOM has always been a, a big deal. Usually, basically, when you have an Earth station, you want to have some kind of air conditioner in it um, or some kind of airflow through it. And I don't know if there's even a fan in the uh, like the consumer base station. It sounded like it was completely sealed based on the fact that the guy said that he was turned his sprinkler on <laughs> and uh, poured water over it, and it seemed to work after that. It cooled it down. So... It, and because they're supposed to be outdoors, it probably doesn't even have a drain hole. It's probably just sealed. Uh, but if yeah. you're doing a real ground station, what you do want to have is some kind of ventilation or you want some kind of... Um, basically, if it's big enough, you just want an air-conditioned building that, that all the electronics is in. The, uh, the dish usually doesn't need to be cooled, but the problem is they don't really use a dish for the... Um, as far as I know, they don't actually use a dish for the consumer ground station, even though they call it dishy McDish face, I I swear I thought it was a um steerable phased array, electronically steerable array. I know that they use oh. real dishes for the um like when you go to the Google um uh data center and outside in the back they have like KU band they have a KU band Starlink garden in the back of the data center that's all talking to the constellation. I know those Honestly, are dishes. I was
0: thinking it's like those it's like those satellite TV things, except that it can it's also got a transmitter, not just a receiver. And I mean, the dish is generally for the receiver, isn't it? It just helps uh, helps reflect the signals into the uh, into the receiver.
1: The I thought. the like satellite from DirecTV is a geosynchronous, or we call them geos. It's it never moves really. So it, the orbital inclination is zero, and it's the entire satellite is described by one parameter. Which is uh, which is where it is in the what angle it's at in the equatorial plane. So, like traditional satellite dishes don't need to move. You line them up and you point them at this this point in the sky they're supposed to be pointing at, and you never need to move. But with Starlink, everything's a, a Leo is what they say, or it's a low Earth orbit bird, and yeah. they they can, are continually moving. And anyway, uh, to make contact with a satellite, you need to have a high gain antenna. You don't really need to, but, you know, it's preferred. It works <laughs> It It works better. If you have all the gain in the antenna, you don't need more gain in the electronics and everything. Um, an exception would be, for example, GPS, which doesn't have a high gain antenna. But That's neither here nor there. Um, I thought that they had an electronically steerable array inside the Dishy McDish face or whatever they said, but I could be wrong about that. I know they have real parabolic reflectors inside the... Uh, like I said the Starlink gardens they'll put out of data centers but those operate on a different frequency and they're they're the data uplink and downlink to basically your ISP not to the consumer um and I I do know that the that the antenna on the satellite is a phased array too but is now now we're just down a rabbit hole again
0: yeah yeah we're because there was other stuff they were talking on Grumpy Old Bens as well and we could end yeah. up going on this Ditchy McDiss face for like a whole episode. Well, so
1: I like the Starlink uh the Starlink coverage on Grumpy Old Bens was good. I like the uh, I was listening to it, oh, there's no mistakes. I like it. Apparently, we're the, <laughs> we're the correction service to uh, Grumpy Old Ben's. Now, I didn't appoint myself we are. as that. We're, they we're appoint...
0: the correction service for all the podcasts at this point. <laughs> if someone's... But, re- yes, especially Grumpy
1: Old Ben's. If someone's wrong on the internet, expect to see this face <laughs> showing up in your window <laughs> at night. Stomp, stomp, stomp. Sleep well, Darren O'Neill. <laughs> Definite stomp. Oh, uh, yeah. man. Oh, man. <sighs> So that the the thing about the cooling, you know, that seems pretty typical. This sounds like the thing they're gonna sort out in beta, and I'm not even surprised it happened. Like it's, dog, that's why you do a beta test. They tested everything in the in the factory that they work in. They said, okay, let's put them around the world and see what happens. Well, I mean, that's their purpose. That's why they did the test. So I'm not bashing anyone for having a yeah, discovering fair an issue during a beta test. That's what you do the test for is to find out if there's anything wrong. Um... They also had that, um, yep. what was the other one? It was the Massachusetts uh, Department of Health thing.
0: The Mass Notify, yeah. Yeah. So my... Uh, not, much, not much we can really add in on that one, I would think.
1: Well, the only thing I can say Neither is Neither of that,
0: us live in Massachusetts.
1: Well, I got a, uh, I got a text from Casey, and she, she, her, she texted me and said, Holy shit, Massachusetts installed an app on my phone. What's wrong? <laughs> and so I, uh, I went back and forth with her, and I said yeah, well, if you don't want that to happen, get a no Agenda phone. noagendaphone.com. And I sent her the info to get, Woo! you know, the Graphene OS. Uh, the same one I have. I have right here, I've got the Pixel 4a with Graphene OS, and I got it from noagendaphone.com. It was great. Nice. And, I've know, got a flip phone. Yeah, <laughs> That's also great. Is it the... Yeah, um, no fucking apps on it.
0: And no... Like, if somebody wants me to do, like check-in with my phone, it's like, yeah, I can't scan codes with this thing, and texting's a pain in the ass, because I've only got the numpad, and I've got to hit, like, each button so many times for <laughs> yeah. every letter, and they're like, okay, fine, you can, we'll do it, and we'll do it on pen and paper.
1: Yeah. It's, Feels uh, good, man. Yeah. it It's irritating that you can't go to a concert without downloading an app. It, even back in 2019, 2018, I was trying to go out to some big concerts in um in uh Colorado and they were discontinuing paper tickets. It was it, even will call. They weren't letting you do it. It was bullshit.
0: Any show, any artist that would require me to install an app on my devices is not an artist I care to help with my money.
1: Yeah, I don't know what to do. It's it's like, I guess I'm not going to the concert because I'm not going to download an app and you won't let me do will call like I've done my entire life, you know. That's when you buy the ticket ahead of time. You can even buy it online and put your name in. It's not like you get a ticket you can scalp. It's like you show up and, hey, yeah. we gave you a piece of paper with your name on it that says you're allowed to get in and they can scan that instead. They won't even do that anymore. Like, come on. Well, fuck them then. They can go to hell. Yeah. I don't want to bring my phone. Fo- I, I want my phone off at a concert. I want it all the way off. I don't want to turn it on. I don't want to be looking at it. I want to watch the show. And yeah, th- there's also the principle. Right. There's also the principle. Like, th- that's invasive. No one wants to download an app. Come on.
0: Except that there's so many idiots out there who will do it without a second thought. Yeah.
1: Well, sometimes they don't have to ask. Like in the case of the Massachusetts Department of Health. That was good yep. coverage. on Massachusetts. Bent. They were right on the tip, and they their their characterization of people's reaction was exactly the same as what I heard what Casey gave me was. What the hell is this? And oh, so here's the background. Um, Casey doesn't go to Massachusetts. She lives in New Hampshire. She doesn't work in Massachusetts. Yeah, I she know. She doesn't like- visit Massachusetts. She doesn't have shit all to do with Massachusetts. And she's still got the app, probably because she connected to like a uh a cell tower in draket as John C. Dvorak would say. He he mispronounced that. It's Drake it John. But never mind. That's neither here nor there.
0: Well, remember I've given up on uh, getting him to pronounce Cortis properly. Cortis. Cortis? I've even started saying Cortis myself. yeah. Cortis.
1: Cortis. I don't remember the right one. Whenever I think Thanks, of Thanks John. Whenever I think of you, I always think of I, I honestly say Cortis to myself. It's like, oh he lives in Cortis. Cortis sounds like coitus i live in curtis aka cortis aka coitus no let's be careful we don't want Darren no, i would like some coitus he's gonna he's gonna wake up it's gonna be a wet dream <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: coitus, oh, bea- beavers poles and coitus <laughs> beavers poles
1: and coitus there's a stop. i think
0: we have a show title <laughs>
1: beavers poles and coitus <laughs> oh man all right we gotta get off this get it get off <laughs> what do we got for topics we got some bullshit to talk about <laughs> We got some serious <laughs> bullshit. That's not this. Uh, hey, we got our Steg Yeah, like we got next our...
0: season's anime. Oh. oh, I was gonna do. Are our... <sighs> do
1: you want to do that first? I was gonna do potatoes. <laughs> you into potatoes?
0: I already brought this up. So <sighs> right, okay. I picked out. I picked out seven seven shows that I'll probably watch. But there are. There's one that is my absolute pick of the
1: season. All right, let's just let's do the one. And... I'll give you my one. Let's compare our ones right now. Let's compare our ones right now. Higurashi, there's that a Higurashi. Yeah. Oh there's
0: yeah, a, Higurashi. There's the, another the season. follow
1: up to go. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I am so psyched if we're, for that. If we're
0: talking second seasons, if we're talking second seasons, there is a there's a second season of. I mean, it's like the another show. Season. It's not my it's not my primary pick, but we got more dragon titties
1: on the way. <laughs> dragon titties. Is that like uh, they're dragging no, on the I ground mean, behind you? I mean, you? look
0: at the show. What this show is literally titty dragons,
1: right? Oh boy, this is like Shrek on Shrooms, isn't it? With the dragon, <laughs> I don't. No. I have no idea what none you're of, talking about. None of about. them are
0: angry Scots. <laughs> none of them are angry Scots. They're oh, all <laughs> they're all very well endowed ladies, except the... for one of them who is. Like, a goth guy in a suit who plays video games with the nerd. Okay, this isn't
1: Dragon Maids. What is... I don't know what you're talking it about. It is Dragon Maid. Oh, it is? There's a goth yeah. guy in a suit? Yeah. Fafner. This, the, this is the uh, Kyoto Animation Show.
0: Yeah, Fafner. He he's, all, he's not really goth, but he's got, like, this whole, like, depressed, don't-talk-to-me goth attitude around him most of the time. Ugh. <sighs> Don't touch me. Or so just say
1: he's a goth. <laughs> okay, I never watched Dragon May, but it's I'm aware of its existence. Yeah. So, wait, is Kyoani doing this, uh or what's left of Kyoani after they got burned to the crisp? Oh uh, to be insensitive about it, it is yeah. Kyoto Animation. Jeez. Okay, so it's a it's a new season then. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Is there a second? I I said only give me one, but is there any other, uh, what's your, what's your runner-up here?
0: My actual pick of the, of the season is Jaiusama.
1: Jaiusama. Oh, yeah, this is the manga getting its first. They're doing a lot of that, of the, uh, it reminds me of, like, the Nagataro-san thing, and... Yeah. Don't tease, what was it called? Don't tease me or something? They gave it a stupid name in English.
0: Yeah, the English the english name wasn't any good
1: don't fuck with me Nagtar, anyway, that's
0: the show that's the show i'm <laughs> looking forward to the most in the summer season
1: yeah she could pay her rent what was it pay your debts pay her rent?
0: The, re- the rest of my the rest of my picks are all going to be in the show notes as well
1: i'll tell you what i read some of that uh, manga yeah i read some of that manga and i thought it was endearing uh it was uh it was pretty fun this is it the is. uh i don't know how to dis- how you even describe the show it's not like a it's like a comedy slice it's not, I don't know that might be the it's the wrong words for it. It's um slice of lifey. Yeah, slice of lifey, yeah. That looks fun. <laughs> I might catch an yeah, episode or two it, of that. I'm going to enjoy it. And of course, Higurashi it's, it's you said season 2 but it's more like season 5 or 6. I mean the Higurashi has been going on since a lot for a long time. And uh i'm super psyched that you know it's got the mystery bullshit it's got the the um the answer arcs are how they phrase you know the uh the seventh expansion all the different stories that they have you know the Higarashi, the human echo and don't forget the ultra violence and the ultra violence and uh being able to screenshot every every frame of gore and send it directly to you like a like a cat dropping a gift off in your bed in the morning (laughs) <laughs> it's to send you some gory pics from uh, from the TV shows I'm watching. Hey,
0: check any this out. cat that would any cat that would <clears throat> leave dead animals in my bed would find itself removed from my bedroom through the window.
1: <laughs> I've had that. I Bemrose was talking about that. I've had that happen to me too. We had some cats uh, when I was growing up, and they would leave the birds on the doorstep. They'd leave the squirrels on the doorstep, the chipmunks everywhere, and. Many times we've had the the bat come in the house, the wounded bat flying around because the cat brought it in, or the, the mouse. And I've woken up. I I I was sleeping in the attic at the time. Uh, because that's where my bedroom was. You know, I at one point I lived in the basement, I moved my bedroom to the attic, and the the cat brought the 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 chipmunks in through somehow in through the front door, up the first flight of stairs. They skipped everyone else's bedroom, went up another flight of stairs, they skip my brother's bedroom and they went to my bedroom to drop the uh the chipmunk in my bed <laughs> <laughs> and man that was uh that was a morning quite the morning yeah uh, yeah i would imagine it's those cats they like you though. Know? they want to they want to share it share the bounty yeah <laughs> so we've got one more episode of 86 left it um i understand it's a special it is it's a special, so, uh, 86 did 11 episodes, you were, we, you were right last, uh, time we talked about this, you said there's 11 episodes, and I said, wait a minute, I thought there were more, whatever, uh, there's actually 11 episodes in the series, and so we actually got the last one, um, what was it, last Friday or Saturday, I can't remember, it was, uh, it was very recently, so I watched it, we had the conclusion to the first core of the show, but to, uh, I guess to wet our tongues for the Wet our mouths for the, or t- taste buds for the next uh, core. This week, we have a special. And that's all I know about it. It's just entitled The Special, uh, which mm-hmm. I, I guess is, I don't know what it's going to be. It's a little bit of a mystery, I guess.
0: It but. could be an episode long, uh, like just a recap of the season and a trailer for
1: the next. It could be an episode long shower scene. It's I'm just long, putting it out there.
0: Uh, uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> It could be. So long, so long as it's uh, Lena in the shower, I am totally cool with that. Yeah. Did you, did you appreciate... Well, actually, I wouldn't mind if it was Karina either. Hmm.
1: There's only been two, two uh, nude scenes in the show. I screen-capped all of them and sent them to you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Thanks. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just out of appreciation. I thought you might want to see it. Oh, man. Oh, I did see it. I saw
0: them <laughs> live. I didn't need the screen caps.
1: <laughs> this I is just our,
0: watched the episodes again.
1: This is our anime relationship. <laughs> Sc- <laughs> screenshot and stuff and send it to each other. Yeah, the other one coming up that I'm interested in is Luminous Witches, and I've mentioned that before. It is the next uh, Strike Witches show, produced by Shaft. Yep. And there was some, some news about it but they don't have a firm air date yet. So it's obviously not coming out this summer. It's supposed to come out in 2021. So, but before the end of the year, I guess. Uh, So it might come out in the the winter season. If it was the fall season, I figured they had announced it by now, but they haven't said anything. Um, Unfortunately, we had uh, some bad news. I was hoping that the music would all be kind of classical or takes on, you know, old wartime songs and stuff like that. And, and this isn't based on, you know, just wishful thinking. In Strike Witches, they had a lot of insert songs that were, uh, because the show takes place in World War II and all the different characters are sort of representations of either different countries or different airplanes, things like that. They would have insert songs where one character would sing and it would be sort of a new version of like a, a love song that was popular in Germany in World War II or in Italy or something like that. They'd, the music that they would have the characters talking about or singing about was all... Uh, contemporary for the time and, and historically accurate. So the
0: Americans ones would be talking like Swing and Big Band
1: They didn't do that though They what? Luminous Witches looks like it's all idol trash and so I'm looking forward to it because it's Strike Witches but I'm also cautious because they had the uh, they have a lot of the, the songs that have been out, I guess it's been getting radio play in Japan and it's all like J-pop shit it is not what I hoped it was, which would be music from the uh the forties, then and the thirties, pop music kind of arranged and sung by, you know, re recorded with modern singers, you know. In character, okay, that they're kind of making, thing.
0: They're making essentially an idle version of Strike Witches
1: to begin with. It's idol shit. weren't expecting yeah. this? Right? The show was so fucking great. Even the last season. Road to Berlin was great. It had all, you know, it was World War II bullshit. Okay, it had lasers and yeah, aliens. Yeah, that wasn't idle shit. It was so fun, though. In, and they had all the stupid, like, the little subtle references to even... They even had, like, the correct uh, radios in the Jeep, you know? And the, the characters, you'd see them work the radios. It's all animation, right? They're actually... They, they tuned patent. the radio and they turned the right... They had patent. <laughs> they had a bunch of, you know, historical figures showed up there. It was so fun. And, you know, I'm... I like Studio Shaft. I like Strike Witches. I'm just a little concerned about the way this thing is going. And so they're going to have the Allied Air Force Aviation Magic Band. Luminous Witches is going to be the show. And I'm wondering if it's going to be terrible or good. And it's probably going to be now, terrible.
0: Here, here's, here's one thing. Yes, idle shit is shit. But even if it's going to be like modern j-pop sort of stuff maybe they're going to do it in like a 30s 40s style
1: i i don't think so i'm pretty sure that's not true (laughs) i'm pretty sure it's gonna be bullshit i mean i have uh the world witches audio collection i don't know here's some of this shit you know well wait a minute that's just the soundtrack where were the singles here that's the drama CD. Wow, shit. Why do we have so many Strike Witches OSTs?
0: Because the- you're a huge fan?
1: Luminous Witches. Here's the single, you know. It's, it sounds like this. Which is good for a theme song. But it's idle shit, right? Yeah, well,
0: openings and endings usually are.
1: I, I'll give it that. There's only two songs out there. There's that one and this one, which sounds the same, you know. But, I don't know. I'm holding out hope that they have some soul to it. You know, Strike Witch has always had soul, even if it was just stupid attention to detail to, like, minor, uh minor facets of, of vintage technology. Like, when they tune the radio, they turn the right knob, you know? Stuff like that. They, uh... yeah that's what it, that's what gives me hope is that they're they're willing to do that really like narrow focus like okay you're totally this is for people with autism about uh about world war II who watch the history channel and nothing else and they're super into this shit i'm hoping that they they didn't lose that bit when they when they make this show now i'm being I'm, too honest i'm actually being honest on rare encounter holy shit this is allowed just gonna,
0: i'm just gonna put it out there that you're gonna get let
1: down i know I know I am. What am I supposed to do, Colt? So what am I supposed to do? I can't make them make a good show.
0: You do po- like any any great fan does. Find <laughs> you, a way to enjoy it anyways.
1: You, <laughs> you drink a lot. Uh, and then you, <laughs> you stream it on some Russian site instead of paying for it. Yeah, I know what you mean.
0: <laughs> okay, so... I take it you did not watch Isakai Mao to Shokin Shoujo no Dori Majutsu second season.
1: No, that has way too many words
0: that's true <laughs> and it's way it's way too much of a wish fulfillment uh harem isekai show oh yeah but the the opening and ending for this show is so fucking ddr i was shitting <laughs> arrows
1: <laughs> ddr man jeez is that a, a modern one is that playing right now
0: uh, yeah it's i think one episode left in the show
1: hmm. You know what I caught? I gotta
0: see. I gotta see if I can find the, uh, if I can find the opening and play a little bit of that.
1: Yeah. Well, the, here's the last anime thing I'm gonna mention on the show is that I watched one episode of the, that isekai uh, show where the, the girl gets reincarnated as a spider, <laughs> in some weird fantasy world. I can't remember what it's called. It's like Kuro or something something something. Yeah, all, I, I know of all, the show. It's all moonspeak. Okay. And. I watched it and I said, this is dumb. This is really dumb. Like, the whole show is retarded. I love it. Uh, I'm probably going to watch more. (laughs) It's really bad, but I, you know, (laughs) for some reason it tickled me the right way. It's like all the students are in school and then there's a flash and no one knows what really happened. And they all die. Then they all reincarnate in some, like, weird Lord of the Rings world where there's, like, the teacher is now an elf. (laughs) And the the different students are different people who are hanging out in the... uh, it, and one of the students and and she's completely lost her memory is reincarnated as a spider but not just any spider like a gross fantasy spider with like a toxic like, like a, a cannibalistic spider that eats their own you know it's it's just crazy yeah, like ungulent I don't know oh is that the character from lord of the rings no ungulant, that was i
0: I'm think it was think. actually from silmarillion oh god i'm trying Ungoliant. to think of the
1: oh, it's at the tip of my tongue the name of the spider All right Casey's yelling at me she knows the answer and I don't because she read all that shit and I don't care about it. <laughs> um, the uh, the bottom line is it is dumb and I am gonna watch more. I'll stomp that even though all right. it won't well, make it.
0: I found I found the uh, I found the opening theme oh yeah So now to make you suffer uh,
1: yeah just do, do a couple seconds just a couple seconds okay. What what what, what? Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, all right. I I'm suffering. I'm suffering, okay. I give in. I repent.
0: yeah, you see that's it's like I'll convert.
1: <laughs> you see what I you see what I mean?
0: Yeah, let's, let's see ed as well Uh, a little bit of that just (laughs)
1: uh all right i did two songs so i can't stop you i'm preparing my body i'm almost ready okay hit me wait a minute this is wait this is good
0: this is like somebody playing it on this
1: can't be right it's good (laughs) i can play that i can play that shit Stop that. Okay, I'm done.
0: <laughs> Did nobody actually put up the proper... Oh, here. No, that. I think that's still... Fuck it about. Uh,
1: okay. Are we done? Can we move on? The producer is talking to me in my ears. Yeah, fuck it. The producer's telling me I have to cut and run. We have to move, change topics. <laughs> you know? it's And what the producer yeah. wants, he's we've got to give it to him. He's our producer, right? All right, so how about... Uh... <laughs> how to light your cave how to light my cave yeah is, is this another darren o'neill topic is this a colonoscopy
0: no 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 this is like
1: <laughs>
0: let's go back to the paleolithic okay and you got this night you got this nice big cave all the cave bitches are always coming over to get beat by your club right and yeah <laughs> how do you light that shit up bro
1: bitches in the club gives it a whole new meaning yeah <laughs> Uh well you know what I would do is have I like those light uh those fiber optic things they put in the ceiling and uh then it Yeah it well they the didn't have that in the paleolithic from, era. It, it tunnels the sunlight from the roof into a coke bottle in the ceiling and it lights it up in an environmentally friendly way. That's what I like.
0: Yeah they didn't they didn't have that though like 40,000 years ago man. <laughs> okay how do you light how
1: cold acid tell me how do you light your cave? With
0: fires, with torches, and with candles. Damn and archaeologists recreated these experimentally in an actual cave. <laughs> <laughs> so I came across this, and it's like, well, that seems pretty interesting. Yeah. I'm going to paste it into the chat room. Uh, let's press enter, not shift. Hmm. And so, yeah, these guys, they actually tried out in a, cave, in a cave and they made a model of another cave that they used for some modeling tests as well. And it's really interesting. And so this is One like... of the things they discovered is that some of that cave art, depending on what sort of light source you're using and where you're holding it, it can actually be like different pictures that you see.
1: Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So basically yeah, they... I mean... So scientists went to a cave and they brought candles with them. Is that the story?
0: They didn't bring just any candles.
1: Oh, they brought cave candles, huh?
0: Yeah, they actually made they actually made like their own torches. Oh, this is a yak
1: fat candle. Okay, it's, it's and burning. Grease,
0: and grease lamps, right? It smells like, like McDonald's. A little, we, okay? A little <laughs> bowl full of like grease and it, some sticks in it as wicks. So this is like, like a, that.
1: a lighting test for a Stanley Kubrick film is what it sounds like. Is that what it is? I wouldn't say
0: for, for a Stanley Kubrick film, but if you wanted to do, like, a remake of Quest for Fire,
1: hmm. I was thinking of, was it Barry Lyndon that had the, the everything was lit by candle? They had to invent a whole new camera to film the movie, because Stanley Kubrick had to do it with candlelight, not film, not not stage lights. But anyway, yeah. So yeah, I'm, dis- I'm derailing you. I'm sorry. I apologize yeah. for that. I I got lost. So this
0: was pretty interesting, and the actual the actual like journal article is uh, is freely available on Plus One. Okay. So I haven't actually read the I haven't read the paper itself, but uh, going through the article and seeing like seeing like the pictures, how they did things and stuff, it's it's really interesting. It gives. Gives a good idea how people might have lived and acted in those caves back then. Yeah. Compared to just like the sort of concepts we had uh for like the last the previous like fifty years before the before the last decade or so, you know, like people thinking shit like the Flintstones.
1: <laughs> That's yeah. Yeah. This is cool. I found so this pretty interesting. This was some, rock this art, was some neat places. stuff to look into. So they have a three d model of a cave, and they're showing yep. where the illuminance of the fireplace would be inside the cave oh that.
0: actually they're showing they're showing more the the luminance of of holding like a torch placement of a grease lamp, yeah, and then finally the fire,
1: yeah, I'm looking at that third picture there cool, yeah, do you know if this is um so to to model this they actually took a um 3d scanner into a cave and scanned the walls is that that's what it looks like to me yeah
0: i think like that's a, what they did
1: yeah you know, like a pharaoh uh uh what do they they use these things for uh all kinds of all kinds of techniques including continuity for uh for live for for uh for movie making but yeah mm. you could put it in the cave and get a whole map of what the inside is that's cool yeah,
0: so it seems like it seems like it might not have been that hard to actually keep up lighting inside a inside a cave even back then. So long as you had access to like animal fat.
1: Well, we're not talking about people who are going to stay up all night and listen to Nick the Rat. I mean, uh, my no, my understanding of this true, lifestyle but I mean, is people
0: were still going to be people would still want light inside the cave
1: while they're there moving about, not sleeping. Yeah. I mean in the in the summer you know it gets dark and you fall asleep and then it gets light and you wake up. It's maybe in the winter it's a little different.
0: Well, if you're getting that you're probably sleeping pretty damn close to the cave entrance. <laughs> yeah. And now you you were mentioned earlier you had some talk about potatoes.
1: Oh yeah, I had a potato story. I'm
0: sorry for derailing all of that, but we ought to get that in, of course, because <laughs> no. it it isn't it isn't rare encounter without some potato talk.
1: Okay, I'm gonna do two stories. I'm gonna do hyperspectral imaging on potato bruise detectors, and then the immediately after, I'm gonna go to a CCTV company, which is outsourcing yelling to at robbers and employees who don't behave. So okay, that's the teaser. We're gonna do that next, but the. The story from potatopro.com, our favorite potato news website, um, has a story from a Belgian uh, company that is experimenting with detecting potatoes that have been bruised before peeling them. And traditionally, what happens is if a potato gets bruised, you can't see it in the skin like you can, uh, you know, some fruits and stuff if if you beat it up. You can tell by looking at it. It's bruised on the skin. But with a potato it can get bruises under the peel, and the peel doesn't change color just by the fact of it uh, being bruised, uh, at least with visible light. And so what they've found out was that when they use a what's called a hyperspectral imaging uh, system, they can take a photograph of the potato and find out that it actually has a, a bruise in it before they peel it. And so this is... One of the, the things that they think are going to speed up uh, sorting potatoes to find out if they're the best quality potatoes. We guarantee there's no bruises versus the ones that are going to be mashed potatoes. And uh, I put some pictures. Let's see. I'll link the, the story for the uh, the chat room just so you can take a look. There's some cool graphics. And as everyone knows, science press releases require good graphics if you want people to pay attention Indeed. to you. Um, and the the bottom line is that the uh, the visibility of bruise bruising in a potato is most evident between 700 and 800 nanometers of light, so I think that's still visible. I think 500 is green. It's just barely visible, or it might be a little bit infrared. I'm not uh Looking at this first picture, it does seem it
0: does seem like you can tell where the bruise is, even unpeeled.
1: Yeah, but try looking. I'll give you that there is a little dark spot, but there's also like five other dark spots on the potato that aren't bruises. And try determining that for a hundred potatoes an hour, or a thousand potatoes an hour. You know, it's. Yeah, I'd rather ha- I'd
0: rather have the the camera and AI do it for me. Yeah,
1: and so that's that's the trick. Is but you know, it's it's a cool application of technology. Uh, hyperspectral imaging is something that's. And interesting to me especially because when you think about how humans perceive light it's not hyperspectral it's we really only see uh um th- we're only sensitive to a couple different wavelengths and everything is sort of interpolated between the values of those like and that's the the reason we have colors like pink and brown you know what's the what's the wavelength of pink well doug there's no or brown you know it's like brown's not a color it's just an error in the interpolation of of um the, uh, the the cones and rods in our eyes it's 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 something we perceive but there's no real uh, wavelength associated with it it's it's like the absence of a of a of power in the spectrum so hyperspectral imaging takes you know instead of what we think of oh it's R G B you know it's uh we can recreate every color well not really you know there's a, there's some interesting psychology behind when you see a color it's not psychology it's uh, oh, physiology. Geez, right. Yeah, I guess it's physiology or, I um, can't remember the name for what. I'm, but it's, it's, it's like a biological process that makes us see color the way we see color. And with hyperspectral imaging, we actually can make a camera or a sensor that runs in the same visible wavelength that we see, but it sees different things. It can tease out details that we don't recognize um, because of the limitations of our, uh, our own uh, photo detectors, which are our, our eyeballs. And so I mm-hmm. put that in. Potato Pro is just killing it with these kind of a little bit offbeat stories you wouldn't see anywhere. Like no one's gonna cover a Belgian retail chain doing hyperspectral imaging, but PotatoPro.com will. And apparently Rare Encounter also will cover this bullshit. But it's fun for me anyway. And uh, yeah, the uh, it's th- definitely interesting. Yeah, it's I'm not gonna say it's life changing or anything like that, but it's good to be aware that this kind of system exists and. And if you know about it, then you can think about maybe if there's a problem you're trying to solve, um, industry or, you know, with, if you, if you weren't aware that this technology existed, you wouldn't be able to ever apply it. But if you know it, it's there, then maybe you're thinking, oh, I'm trying, I work on a farm and I'm trying to find out, you know, uh, what's the water content of corn cobs, you know, are they, before I open them, you know, stuff like that, like weird esoteric questions that might be in, incredibly important to the farmer, be or incredibly important to, you know, a uh, uh, distributor is trying to grade different vegetables. This kind of stuff might be important. I don't know. I think it's so know. So in a way, is it like, is it like where, where,
0: like, we have, like, three, bi- three bases, essentially, essentially, like, RGB, the hyperspectral imaging, it's, like, got additional bases to that at different, uh, At different
1: wavelengths? Yeah, so Is that how that works? Yeah, so every wavelength between red, green, and blue, uh, there's a bin below that. And one thing that might help your understanding of this is look at the spectrum of fluorescent light versus true white light, and you'll find out that, that in other artificial light sources, you'll find out there's big holes in the spectrum. They look like they're white, and people have told us, oh, white light, oh, yeah, that's that's all the frequencies at once in the visible spectrum. It's all the wavelengths at once, but that's not true. We perceive things as being white light, even if they're not true white light. They can have big holes inside the spectrum. Now, a hyperspectral image... Well, isn't that imaging, why we have, like, the different white points? Um, no, no, it's not. It's, uh, it's completely physiological. It, and, and white points are important. They're, they're... If you're doing visual media, you might want to know about those. But I'm talking about the perception of the color white. Uh you can you can perceive something as being white even if it has a big hole in the spectrum. As long as the hole's in the right place. Giggity giggity. Yeah, so long so long
0: as you're maxing out at yeah. uh at the three at the three uh frequencies we're best detecting. <laughs>
1: yeah. The um we should do more about color. Remember, we started with talking about color on rare encounter. We never really got back to it. We should do a. We should do. I should. Yeah, do we should bring color. that back at some point. I got. There was a. There was a guy who did some great work, really early scientific work on the human perception of color, and he made devices to measure, um, you know, the relative intensity of light. You know, way back in the day, before they. They basically had candles and coals <laughs> is all they had to work with. They had sunlight. If you want collimated light, well, there's, the sun comes up every day. Use that, you know, they, there's some, there's some really fun stuff. We should, I, let's table that and, and I'll bring that up some other day. Um, all right. The second topic was, uh, the CCTV company. Uh, did you see this story? This is the, uh. Yeah, I, I,
0: I took a look at it when I saw it in your <laughs> notes and it's dumb. honestly, I think this is pretty clever.
1: You think it's good? I. I'll I'll agree that it's probably good to I the corporation.
0: I I'm I'm not making any sort of uh, I'm not making any sort of value judgment just yet, but I think it's a really clever idea.
1: So this is a CCTV company is uh, it, and this is the title from the Vice article is paying remote workers in India to yell at armed robbers. the uh, The idea is that they're this company will monitor your cctv feeds remotely 24 hours a day with a human note not an ai a human still not replaced yet the uh in in is questionable if they ever will be and the um purpose of this is to do basically two things one is if they see an employee that breaks the rules like i don't know serving themselves a coffee and not paying for it then they yell at them over the loudspeaker and shame them i suppose or uh, the, the other thing that they, uh, they promote is the idea that, well, if someone robs the convenience store, then uh, the CCTV uh, v- voice of God, We may have called 911 and you are going to be arrested. You know, they, <laughs> they basically tell him over the loudspeaker, get lost and uh, hope it does something. The I actually got a clip of that, uh of the, the guy on the uh the loudspeaker here. Let's see if I can play that. I got it. Rear encounter fifty, that's us, here it is. This is live team security. Okay. This is to inform you that you are under CCTV camera surveillance and we have called nine one one. There you go. And so that's what you pay him to do. <laughs> is to say that. And uh you know, it's it's interesting. There's a lot of uh there was some talk in the news lately about oh it's a, you know if you go to Burger King or something or a drive-through the the people taking your order won't be on site they'll be at some call center receiving orders from all over the world and transcribing them for the for the fry cooks you know for SpongeBob with his spatula to to cook <laughs> but they that t- I remember that way back in maybe the late nineties early early two thousands they had a uh, some demo runs of that where they. You would, I think it was a, a McDonald's in Massachusetts or something. It was in the news where they said, oh, yeah, when you pull up, you're not talking to the guy in the building. You're talking to a guy in another building. Isn't that crazy? So, and it was just as lame back then as it is now. Uh, anyway, this was interesting because it's um, the idea that there's an Indian guy who's going to yell at you over the PA if you steal something from 7 it's as opposed to an Indian guy who's in 7-Eleven yelling at you, which is the old way we did it.
0: I don't know. I've never been yelled at by an Indian guy in a 7-Eleven. Have you
1: ever tried to steal from a 7-Eleven? No, I haven't. Ah, uh, there you go. Oh, man. And now that we've been uh, racially insensitive and we're pretty much primed to be canceled, uh, what do you want to move to? You want to close this shindig up? Or we got another topic? Well, there was topic, something maybe? really
0: interesting. There was something really interesting that I came across couple of weeks ago that i still want to talk about give it to me baby yeah so how so you know some people are able to make their own uh, pcbs at home right as some people yes some some weirdos should should we explain for our listeners what a
1: pcb is or or should we assume that they know already um you should briefly explain it if you want me to explain it you can also ask me to do it yeah, I'm asking
0: you to do it because I'm going to talk about the story itself.
1: Okay, so a PCB is just a printed circuit board. Um printed circuit boards are basically a a substrate that has some conductive material instead of having um a circuit that you wire up with with, you know, wires of, you know, p- little pieces of metal with plastic around it. You can actually print the or it in different ways, you can etch a board so that there's little wires on the piece of board. You know, it looks like a circuit board to anyone else. And there's some interesting history behind them. It goes way back to even the 1800s. Um, they started doing experimentation with putting layers of metal on layers of other material and then having, uh, you know, acid etching out the parts they didn't want. So it just left the, what they call traces, which are the, uh, the electrical conductors on a circuit board. And, uh, even doing, the other benefit is you could do like multi-layers. So you could have a circuit board that has some certain wiring on it. And you could put another layer on top of it, which has different wiring on it. And they can put components on the top and the bottom and all that stuff. And uh, so now that I've rambled about what PCBs are, uh, what's the story? So the story is, somebody's, uh, somebody's come up with
0: an open source method that allows you to make two-layer
1: PCBs at home. Two-layer and and yeah. the two layers aren't the top and the bottom of the board. It's you're talking about there's a layer in the a conductive layer in the middle of the board. Yes. Yeah.
0: So like what you actually get with, say, a computer motherboard these days, where there's actually a whole bunch of vias inside the substrate itself. Oh yeah. Because
1: of the density of all the parts on the board. Yep. And and these are difficult to manufacture. Let me take a step back and say that Making a piece of plastic with some um, strips of metal on it isn't that hard, but as soon as when you get into really complex circuits, you really have three and four and five layer boards. It it if you look at um, you know what modern circuit design looks like, you it's it's very difficult to fabricate these because you have to make the uh, the lines inside you know, on the bottom of the board, then there's the top, and then there's all the stuff in the middle also has to be present. And it, it's difficult to make. Anyway,
0: back yeah. to Yeah, and so this guy, this guy who came up with this method that's uh, out in the open as well, process Zero One, he has been working on it for years. Years. So it's, uh, yeah, years. And he's got it to the point where, where... You can do this yourself and your own home so long as so long as you make sure to have the proper safety equipment like a, ma- a mask and gloves and a fume hood yeah because i mean these these chemicals are are not the not the fun chemicals that get you flying high these are the ones that
1: could melt you get you ripping mad yeah so what's uh what's the index card version of the the uh the uh process here
0: I haven't actually
1: gone through the process ah. itself because unfortunately it's all videos hmm so the the normal way you would do something like this is you'd have one layer of board and then you'd have to like manufacture one layer of board and then basically glue the second layer of board on top and then glue the next layer of board on top and in the kind of uh process you would you would do use that uh that you would use to do that would be it would require an autoclave so it required baking the board at a high temperature and a high pressure uh so that the uh so that the uh they bond together in the right way so apparently you're doing this in your house now huh
0: all right so here's a bit of a description so
1: starting off with
0: a drilled double sided copper clad board which, after cleaning, is given a bath in palladium chloride. Okay. A follow-up dunk in stannous chloride leaves a thin film of palladium metal all over the surface, even the via walls. This then acts as a catalyst for electroless copper plating in a solution of copper sulfate, followed yeah. by an actual electroplating step to thicken the copper plating. Okay. After more washing, photoresist is applied to define the traces as well as to protect the now plated vias. Yep. The board is etched, and a solder solder
1: mask layer is applied. Yep. Okay, and then you bond. Yep. Then so you that's, bond that that's to the, the description board? that Hackaday gives. Well, that sounds pretty typical for like the photoresist mask and the uh, the solder masking and everything. This is pretty typical. Yep. Cool. So so what's the trick then if you want to make one in your own house? You you need a uh, well, you I need think...
0: all the chemicals for doing those baths, <laughs> yeah. and you still need to have the uh, you still need to have like the copper plated board to begin with.
1: Yeah. Oh, cool. That might be nice. Um, you can only get so many, uh, so much complexity out of a two-layer board. So it'd be nice if you could get a uh, a, a middle layer in there. To, well, I'm uh, looking at the picture, and it. it looks like there is one. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Is
0: there a link for yeah. that in the
1: uh, the show notes, if people want to know more?
0: Oh yeah, definitely. It's in the show notes.
1: Cool. There's no way this isn't going in the show notes. Yes. Is there anything else for the uh, the ending here? Hey. How do we usually Uh-oh. end this show? As as Ryan Beaver was said.
0: Who needs to end the show? We can keep going.
1: Uh, we're going to stick it to the man. We're going to stick it to the fans. And keep going. Woo! And never uh, never consider their time. We're not going to be respectful of your time on this show. No, no. We will No, be. but we'll have a lot of fun. And having a lot of fun, I'm Abel Kirby. I'm cold acid. Adios. I had a good woman, but she laid down, honey, and died. Oh, I had a good woman, but she laid down, and died. Don't you know what everybody tell me? She wasn't satisfied.